This is Series 3, Episode 1 of Encounter Points. Well, hello, all friends of the Encounter Points series of podcast episodes that it's been my privilege to be co-hosting for some time now with my uh, wonderful esteemed colleague, Ken Hellenius. Uh, I'm Bill Schmidt, and we're embarking now on a very interesting and important third series of episodes, right? Ken, welcome, by the way, and thank, thank you. you for joining me in this thank series. You, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yes, this is series three. So we've had two great, you know, extended conversations. Series one was all about joy. Right. Series two was all about incarnational piety. Right. And tonight we begin a new series that has slightly different character. Yes. Yes. It's a little bit different take on one of the underlying themes that uh, uh, that uh, sweep through all of our encounter points, which is uh, communication, effective communication, edifying and evangelizing communication. But the those two other series dealt more with what might be uh, deemed a little bit more exp- experiential and um, uh, uh, human contact oriented. Uh, although this this will certainly be uh, human uh, contact oriented, uh, it's going to be largely through content that uh, we need to communicate with other people uh, as a form of evangelization that I'd say even goes beyond uh, the uh, tasks of spreading joy, spreading the Lord's uh, spreading the the fruits of the and gifts of the Holy Spirit, for instance, uh, or uh, talking uh, as we did in our uh, second series about uh, you know our everyday experiences of spirituality through uh, uh, sacramentals and, yeah. and other uh, instruments of piety. In this case, we're concerned not just about the. Uh, need for us to communicate with other people about these heartfelt things as a matter of e- evangelization and encounter. But we're, we're talking about uh, what we're seeing, both of us, I think, uh, a new challenge uh, in the world of evangelization for Catholics and others, namely uh, the, the problem with communication even happening at all in the sense that we're, we've come to know it and love it in the past. It's a, it's a communication is becoming more difficult. It's becoming rarer. And we need desperately to salvage uh, communication uh, because it is a way to evangelize and spread the way, the truth, and the life, which is Jesus Christ, and uh, that found in the church, uh, but also uh, simply as out of concern for our democracy and our society, which is so deeply polarized, 
Basically, we're hoping to uh, approach some of some of these deeper subjects of communication and uh, to be kind of curators of some information that we hope our readers will find useful. Yeah. So this – I really like the idea there that you mentioned. This is, of course, you know, a podcast where we're Catholics and right. we are, are people of faith and we have brothers and sisters who work in – journalism within the church and work within broadcasting and do podcasts and things like that. So lots of communicators within the church. Yes. But what we're talking about throughout this coming series, while our primary audience is our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, it has wider implications because what we're talking about is basic principles of honest communication and effective communication that helps us live in society. Yeah. It helps us um, communicate and form bonds that, that apply not just in, at the you know, national media level, right. but also in our parishes and in our families yes. and in our civic responsibilities, you know, local and 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 all the way from the bottom all the way up so it's subsidiarity in that sense indeed right we are right. talking about how do we properly and effectively communicate and who have been effective communicators and what does the church have to offer people who are involved in communications so this is i think uh, an excellent conversation to be having at this time yes and of yes. course it reflects what's going on in the wider culture and is part of this conversation that's already going fake news, which right. we've talked about before, and and um, ideas like that. Um, but it's also, uh, again, it also contributes to our own personal virtue and, dare I say, salvation Indeed. as well. Indeed. Because if we are liars, as St. Paul says, you know, liars will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Right. And right. so we have a responsibility to to do like the 10 commandments tell us to not bear false witness either. Yes. So there's a lot going on here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on the supply side and the demand side. Yeah. Uh, the, the demand for good communication is greater than ever because of things like the polarization that we've noticed and the, the digital culture that Pope Francis has talked about. And by the way, I think one of our themes is going to be that Pope Francis kind of has stood out as one of the few world leaders willing to address this crisis of communication. Right. Yeah. And so the on the demand side, people are uh, really losing sight of how to communicate truth uh, because we're we're either uh, not sure what truth is in the relativistic age, or we're afraid that our efforts to tell truth are going to be shamed or going to isolate us or whatever. And on top of that, the the actual infrastructures of modern communication is. I'm thinking especially of social media. Uh, there are aspects of modern communication that actually militate against 
an open exchange mm, right. that uh, John Stuart Mill and, and others would have said, well, of course, this is the way to truth, telling both sides of the story or many sides of the story and being uh, being eager to to learn and to listen. Those, of course, are are facts from uh, from the encountering and accompanying goals that Pope Francis has has set forth. So that's the demand side of communication becoming more urgent. And then the supply side is exactly as you say also there's a lot that the church can offer as a curative mm-hmm. to this this gaping increasingly big need in modern communication. And I'd say that that includes everything from uh, all of the church documents of the past right. uh, that dealt with truth, veritatis splendor, and many – many at ratio. At ratio. And, yeah. and then from, uh, from uh, Vatican II, we had uh, Intermerifica, which was one of the uh, documents of Vatican II talking about social communication. And now Pope Francis is using his messages for World Communications Day – to address everything from fake news, like you said, mm-hmm. to uh, our digital culture being uh, an arena in which we actually, ironically, tend to isolate people rather than uh, bring them together. Right. And we tend to uh, exclude people rather than welcome them into one big happy global family. So there are a lot of really – it's it's exactly at this moment in time that – all of this is coming together. Secular authors are starting to talk about it in the, in their books, and uh, people are you know uh, concerned about it. But no one's really putting forth many solutions. We think that uh, the church really does have some of those solutions. So we're delighted to pursue that kind of search along with our listeners over the next several episodes. Yeah. Well, now you've made reference to uh, some of the things that we'll be talking about uh, in subsequent episodes during this series. So what are, uh, if we were to present, if we were to present a guideposts for people, where is this conversation going from here? Yeah. Uh, what, what do we envision so far uh, on, on this journey? Well, we've got a pretty good roadmap that, looks at the past and present as well as hopefully some uh, future steps that we can take to help ease the social polarization problem and to bring Catholic values, uh, Christian values, common good values, community values, Catholic social teaching values back into uh, the public square. Uh, But we do plan to start with some of the past and present, uh, calling people's attention to documents like uh, Intermerifica and, and, and uh, documents from uh, uh, St. Pope John Paul II, for instance, and then uh, right up through uh, some 50 annual messages issued for World Communications Day. Every year, they they took uh, uh, some. Each pope has taken some aspect of social communication, 
and uh, mentioned uh, uh, focused on particular areas. So uh, Pope Francis is choosing journalism uh, and uh, the digitalized culture as as topics of concern. So we'll we'll be looking at those and. Uh, thanks to your uh, knowledge of uh, church uh, documents and also the big picture, the way things are so uh, essentially connected within church thinking, we were going to uh, let that roadmap extend towards some other things, too. Talk about that for a minute, Ken. Yeah, well, I th- I think uh, we will also be talking about the idea of how beauty and art are also forms of communication. Yes. Uh, so you, we might say how do we communicate truth via non-journalistic media and, right. and language? Um, and that can include, you know, particularly, I think of, of art, uh, specifically, you know, uh, pictorial art, paintings, photos, photojournalism, yeah, right. um, uh, you know, different kind of, kind of visual arts, uh, sculptures and things like that. Um, another thought is also we'll want to, Share how uh, how the church has in her saints communicated the truth. Yes, and particularly spend a little time uh, kind of reflecting on the life and the ministry of the great patron of journalists and the great patron of communicators, Saint Francis de Sales. Yeah, uh, who is the the patron saint of, of Catholic journalism, mm-hmm. uh, and as a matter of fact, the Catholic Press Association, their annual award is the Francis de Sales Award, presented to a publisher. Right. And so we'll uh, we'll take a little uh, a little kind of examination of his life and then maybe even get a chance there to talk about some of the people that have won that award in the past because they can illuminate how journalism is done well. Yeah. Uh, when it is done well, how journalism and, and communication of the truth um, can help the society uh, because each year when they present this award at the Catholic, at the annual conference, they talk about why this particular person has been chosen. So yeah. we'll, we'll take some highlights from that as well. Very good. Yeah, I like the way the roadmap really is going to take us on some interesting uh, side roads. And, well, you know, there really is no highway uh, straight to success in the healing of our social polarization and the uh, apparent partial breakdown in modern uh, communication. It really is, uh, and the church is so good at this, it's a matter of seeing the connections between the highways and the byways where uh, we can learn from other people, uh, our communicate, our conversations themselves, both with figures from the past, uh, saints, role models, popes, etc., and with each other today, some of these secular authors as well as religious authors that we'll be uh, discussing, uh, they have to be inclusive conversations where there's a, a shared goal of finding common ground and see, seeking to really solve problems that our society faces today rather than just kind of, uh, you know, uh, returning to our respective corners of the uh, boxing ring right. and never just uh, encountering right. people anymore. And that's happening with people being shamed and labeled and snap judgments. being deplatformed. Yes, right. there's so right. many terms now. So, we, yeah, we do see this happening all over the place. 
and uh, you know ca- the, taking on new catchphrases, taking on new um, uh, danger uh, signs of signs of uh, danger ahead, perhaps especially in 2020 because of the politics of it. It's not in any way our intent to politicize right. this conversation because it is very much a shared uh, social ill worldwide, not just in the United States. Right, and that's right. one reason why Pope Francis is so great as a world leader speaking out on this. He sees it all over the place, yeah. as we should too. You know, there's an idea that um, came to mind as we, as I was kind of doing my thinking about this. The great Catholic convert mm-hmm. and and uh, a practicer of reflection on communication, yeah. Marshall McLuhan. Oh, yeah. In his 1964 book, Understanding Media, The Extensions of Man, coined the phrase, the medium is the message. Yeah. And of course, this is a well-known phrase, right? This is no less true inside the church than it is in the secular media and in Mm -hmm. the secular world. And God's communication with humankind itself has been a most excellent reflection of this idea. Creation itself is an expression of the love of God. Yes. Because everything that exists is pure, unearned gift. Right. Philosophers and theologians both tell us that God is entirely self-sufficient. God doesn't need anything. Right. God chose freely, not out of need, to create and to let his love God's love overflow yeah. and it becomes creation. Yes. And it wasn't just in the initial moment of creation. I, you know, I'm very, very sorry for all of our, all of our, you know, divine watchmaker folks who were like, well, he wound it up and let it go on its own. Oh yeah. But God continues to sustain all things and stepped into history at a specific moment in time, yes. which we say in the fullness of time, yeah. stepped into history to redeem humankind. Yes. Jesus Christ is the true medium that is the message of God's love for us. Yes. Jesus Christ revealed the Father to us and sent the Holy Spirit to us. Yes. And because of this, the church has a great responsibility to teach the truth, which is ultimately God loves us. Yes. God loves each and every one of us and wants us to be, to feel that love and to know that love and then to spend all of our eternity in that love, basking in the love. Uh, yes. And that's why the church has something great to offer in the realm of communications. Jesus Christ is, as God incarnate, the fullness of revelation. There's nothing more to be publicly proclaimed. It is to bring that to the ends of the earth, that message of God's love. Yes. And so while we might not say that what we're talking about here is proselytization as such, we're not seeking to convert the world through these conversations. Right. What we are holding up and, and proposing is that we Share the truth in its fullness and not be afraid of it and not feel that we have to trick people. Yes. But to offer the truth that is the the message of love. Yes. And so 
over these next number of conversations, I think that's our, our ultimate goal. That's beautiful. And it's also the perfect segue, uh, somewhat delayed in terms of the timeline of our episode, but it's the perfect segue to uh, mentioning that the title of Series 3 is taken from Pope Francis, where he speaks in a World Communications Day message of exactly that, that uh, the, the power of love as the centerpiece of effective problem-solving communication. Uh, at, at one point, he says, God is love, and love always communicates. And we see that in the Trinity, where the three persons of the Trinity are communicating with each other. Incarnational theology, where we understand God to be in constant communication with us and wanting us to be representing, to be participating in God in our communications with others. And hopefully our curation and uh, reflection of all of these resources from the church will help us as communicators and will help our listeners uh, as communicators both listening and uh, speaking forth the truth. Amen. Well, I look forward to uh, where the conversation goes, Bill. Me too. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us for our conversation. You can subscribe to hear future episodes at our website, EncounterPoints.com. Our theme music is Leaves by Airtone, licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We hope to encounter you in the next episode of Encounter Points. Encounter Points.